You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa and Boromir. Hi, I'm Saya. Hi, I'm Anissa. And I am Boromir. Welcome to a long yak after a very, very long time. Very long time. It has been a while. But we had a bunch of shows that we wanted to talk about. So we're here, yakking. Yeah. Yay. So before we jump in, we want to thank our patrons who are bringing you this entire episode. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Thank you. We're starting this episode with King the Land, which I am watching and nobody else in this room is brave enough to watch with me. <laughs> It stars Lee Jun Ho and Im Yoo Nam. It's about, uh, you know, a chable heir and an employee in a hotel. And um, it's also about, like, a rich guy who can't stand fake smiles and uh, his employee who is forced, uh, because she is in the service industry, to constantly smile. And uh, a lot of other things. Uh, we, we are going to talk about that as... Uh, we go on. Do you guys have any thoughts about this drama? Like when you first heard about this drama, what what were your expectations? Why did you choose not to watch it? <laughs> well, okay. So I don't know. I, I'm like hesitant to say some of this because I know people are really enjoying this show, but I really love Juno and I, de- I definitely like think that he usually picks good projects and maybe this is also a good project. I haven't seen it, but I just found the the setup to be very like... Uh, what's the word? Kind of old school and not not in the way that I enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not usually a fan of Yuna's performances. Like she's fine, she's fine. But I, I don't her her performances don't tend to like knock my socks off. I don't tend to get like super excited. So because the premise was also like a guy who hates smiling and a woman who's always smiling, like I was just like. And then I watched the teaser and I was like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it's. It seems to be for other people. So, you know, if you're enjoying it, I don't want to, like, stamp on oh, your enjoyment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Sai, do you have thoughts? I mean, I just... I'm not really being drawn to romances lately. Like, that's not a premise that I look at and I think, ah, got to watch that. It's not like, for example, the drama we're going to talk about later, My Perfect Stranger, where I'm like, ah gotta watch that (laughs) like good or bad I'll check it out um so it's more that yeah I haven't been intentionally watching romances for quite a while um but I don't hate Yuna actually although I was kind of furious with her and the entire drama of like the king loves which was the last thing I saw her in um but she's she's actually that was probably one of her best outings the reason that drama was unsatisfying wasn't because of her it was because of the writing which is a whole story for a whole mm. other day where we wonder where some Jino went after that <laughs> uh, well oh and I do want to clarify I did enjoy Yuna in um the prime minister and I oh yeah she was good oh, that, that was that was like what 10 years ago now wasn't it yeah. it's been a while it's been a while uh, maybe yeah. not 10 years but it's been a while close enough <laughs> yeah. but she was good in that I do have a question though which like I've been sort of watching the dramas coming out from afar, which is it seems like that Chebol dramas are back. Yes, I want they to talk about definitely. that. 
So let me let me let me just briefly tell you guys like my experience of watching this drama. How many episodes have you watched, by the way? So I have seen all of the episodes uh, that have aired before this weekend. So the first six episodes, and I really like this drama. I was not expecting mm-hmm. to like it. Um, much like Anissa, I watched the trailer and I was like, "This is not." Um, do we really want to go back to the yore mm-hmm. <laughs> of gay dramas? And also, to your point, it looks really old school. So that was the complaint of a lot of people going into this drama who watched it because of Juno and Yuna. Um, because they have been wanting a collaboration be- between Girls' Generation and 2PM for like a decade. <laughs> and this is what they got. <laughs> and like, you guys haven't even... Did you see that there was like this... Um, was it KBS's uh, the annual some music festival, like music world, I forget what it's called. But um, they danced to Senorita, you know, mm. and, um, you know, and since then, and then again, last year, they did uh, some other dance together. But basically, it just went viral to an insane degree. And since then, people have been wanting them casting something together. And so last year, when they heard that this one was coming, you should have seen the comment section. It just full of, it's coming, guys. <laughs> is this drama about what? What were they saying? Um, wh- what is it called when like heirs battle for a throne? I could have just oh, said it, heirs. A succession, succession battle. Succession war. Right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's only the the biggest TV show. Yeah. In the last <laughs> six months. <laughs> so it's it's about uh, heirs, you know, succession war with like Chebol backdrop and it's going to be epic and they're going to and then it turns the out crown to be, must bear the weight kind of <laughs> but then it turns out to be like this you know rich guy meets poor hard-working girl <laughs> drama and people are like oh, not quite what we were expecting yeah i mean that role sounds very pakmin youngy so like a yeah. drama we've seen many times before starring pakmin young so. It, it actually has uh, a very similar vibe, except mm. I would say Yuna's doing a really good job with this. There's something about the chemistry between these two on screen that is just making you not think about a lot of things. Oh, okay. It's one of those. Okay, <laughs> It's one of those, but it's also <laughs> okay. the fact that this role somehow really suits Yuna. Yuna does get to smile a lot, but <laughs> and you know, she's pretty. But she's um, also got like this mischievous aspect to her, which I think like Young yeah. doesn't have. That makes her much more fun in a you know in that sort of gleeful way. Exactly, mm. and she mm. you can actually see that because the the script really utilizes that aspect of her. So she has this impish side to her character that comes out pretty often, and it's super cute. Um, and Ijuno has like an insane range, of course. <laughs> so yes, he, he can go from being super vulnerable around his half-sister who hates his guts to someone who is insanely in love with this girl but doesn't know how to express his feelings. Allah, all Chebol uh, heroes of the <laughs> past. And it's, it works. Juno makes it work. He, like, you know how um, in Park Sojun... <laughs> Literally, I was thinking of him. I was like, this is like a Paxogen role. (laughs) Yeah, so you know how uh, in uh, Paxogen's drama, What's Up with uh, Secretary Kim, he elevated that character. There's no way that character would have been as fun if he wasn't standing in front of the mirror and throwing out his arm. Aura. 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 (laughs) 
So each of us doing something similar to this role. The, this this story would not have been watchable if not for Ijeno and Yuna to give credit where it's due. And it's it's been fun so far because we've like 90% of the story just these two, which is great. It's what you want. But also the girls who are the female is Yuna's uh, best friends. So you have uh, actress Oh Pyung-hwa and uh, Kang Dae-yol. And both of them are, you know, like the, the three friend situation that we've been seeing in Drama Land um, in the last few years. So it's very much mm. the because uh, this is our first life format of the three friends working and their individual love lives and their career stuff. That's also happening. That's a parallel track that's going on. So you often and all three friends work in different subsidiaries of the same uh, you know, empire, corporate empire. So one friend works in the airlines, the other friend works in a mall, and, uh, you know, our heroine works as a concierge in King Hotel. And then, of course, later gets promoted to um, work in this exclusive lounge, which gives the drama its name, King the Land. The name of the lounge is King the Land. I'm sorry, it's just such a stupid name. (laughs) That's also another reason I was, like, prejudiced against this drama from the start. Like, I initially thought King the Land was just like a bad translation of the title. And then I looked up the title and sounded out what it I- says in Literally Korean. just, yeah, it's just yeah. King the Land. Yeah. Do you think it's like a play on Wonderland? Maybe. I, there's no way of knowing. It's it just... Wonderland. <laughs> I mean, they actually say Isangan Nara for like Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland. But it could be. Could be actually. It makes way more sense than then it's a pun else. and it works, which yeah. is more in keeping with what yeah titles tend to be. Nobody explains what these puns are. <laughs> I mean, this this is a show that would have benefited from being renamed. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. There is no value in keeping that. They've renamed so many dramas that had perfectly yeah. beautiful titles, but this <laughs> exactly. one they're like, no, we have to keep it. Like, I don't understand the logic, really. <sighs> Agreed. And it, yeah, I will but... never stop being mad about Age of Youth being turned into oh, Hello My Twenties. Yeah. There's I, so many yeah. awful ones. True. Maybe it influences um the the rights, like the regional rights, like something about the money they have to pay for licenses and stuff like that. I don't know. I, it's completely I think it's more a of a like I, I think it's more of like a guesswork of what's gonna work for this audience. And then sometimes that is like hampered by a lack of knowledge about that audience um and then i think also there's sometimes which isn't often but like there's already something in that language that has that name in that market and they have to rename it to something else um but in in this that's rare that's a rare case yeah in this case this drama's title would have been fine if they just added an of there and then you'd be like okay i get what it's why it's called that exactly (laughs) It just sounds so off in English. Anyway. Like, I mean, another example, just sorry, quickly to talk about titles that changed names. For example, Reborn Rich. That's mm. a retitling that worked mm-hmm. because the original title is like, what is it? Chebol Chib Magneadil, the youngest son of a Chebol household. Right. That's it just wouldn't, it doesn't yeah. work in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Was, that was a good, yeah, I agree with you. That's a good mm. renaming. Even like, Crash Course in Romance. Sorry, I'm just talking about the dramas that we're actually going to talk about. Like, Ilta Scandal. No one would understand what that means. It's yeah. not even translatable. What it's is not. Ilta Scandal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I, if you know Korean, you'll know what it is. But otherwise, you just can't translate it. So yeah, yeah. Crash Course in Romance really works. But yeah, Kingdolender, 
works if you realize that it's a play on Wonderland, which I think it is looking at it. They just have to explain it once somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so you have uh, this couple who uh, meet and you have Goan, uh, played by uh, Juno, who has been brought up in a family where he's, it's pretty, been pretty loveless and uh, being constantly bullied by his older half-sister and pretty much neglected by his father who doesn't care about much aside from the prestige of his empire. And uh, so he meets this girl when he comes back after a pretty long time um, to Korea and takes up a position, uh, sort of a managerial position in the company for no real reason. Like he doesn't want to own the company. He doesn't want to oust his sister. He's not very interested in a succession war. He's trying to find his mom who's disappeared um, when he was a kid and nobody explained to him why that happened so he's just trying to find traces of her oh anyway. mom trauma i'm shocked mom trauma of shocked course. and surprised <laughs> <laughs> when i'm like oh sad chibble boy i get you meets plucky hard-working heroine <laughs> yeah of course he has mom trauma and uh, she's an orphan she's been brought up by her very old grandmom and mm-hmm. just you know always had to depend on herself and she's i'm sure they have a childhood connection whoa i hope not that's the only thing they haven't done to now. <laughs> <laughs> but saya the childhood connection only became a thing like five or six years ago this is going back to like early mid-2000s tropes so probably not didn't they always have child connections I think they always they did, did, but not to the extent they? that not they had in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why do I feel like it's so, so old? Not necessarily in a bad way, by the way, because like, yeah. it, it is, is old, old but it used to be more of like a melodrama trope oh, and a mukjang a trope. Point. And you right, used right. to be yeah. related, like four incest would come from childhood right. connections. You didn't yeah. know it, So it used uh-huh. to be in melodramas and mukjangs, and now it's in like rom-coms, rom-coms. and like straightforward uh-huh. romances and stuff. which is what has changed oh no yeah that's a good point yeah see the thing is like this formula works for a reason and i would never you know i would never say oh like it's bad taste for this formula to work for you because it works for a reason it's a classic formula it's the cinderella story it's the rich man poor woman like that it it works for a reason but Mm. i find that for myself i'm increasingly just not interested in watching dramas like this because I feel like we always have this um, what's wrong with Secretary Kim problem where Mm. even if it's done really well, so often it just falls apart in the second half. You know, you have Mm. this first half where you have the tension of the difference in their social positions and you have the excitement of them, you know, and if they have good chemistry, you know, which it sounds like they have in this drama, which like, you know, Park Min Young and Park So Joon had. And um, in, in a business proposal also, the chemistry was great. And like, so you have that initial like meet cute and the sort of the hijinks and the, and then like at a certain point, it all just, it, it kind of takes a turn into this sort of, um, once they get together, then they have to live as a couple who has this gigantic power difference between them. And like, I... In this year of 2022, just have Three. trouble swallowing. 2023, sorry. <laughs> in this year of 2023, I just, I'm less able to enjoy, straightforwardly enjoy those kind of stories where I'm just like, um, all corporations are evil and should die. 
you know, mm. that's kind of it's always in the back of my head. But, you know, like it's sometimes you don't need to think that hard when you're just watching a rom-com. So that's a me problem. <laughs> I, I accept that. Is it a problem, though? I I find like uh, people got tired of chapel candy romances um mid uh, 2010s and they kind of started fading out of the zeitgeist in K-dramas and in the last year since business proposal pretty much it's making a comeback it is and making a comeback you can kind of like see so um I did this video last year which I have understood and plan to republish sometime in the next week or two um about like this great misunderstanding trope uh, that is that drama land used to use pretty often to try and solve classism <laughs> it, <laughs> as in they would try to uh, bring the hero and heroine to the same level because the hero does the heroine so wrong that his remorse kind of gives her a permanent upper hand in their relationship mm. sort of like that anyway i haven't seen dramas with that kind of huge class divide in a few years and then you had business proposal where you know that was baked into the concept that huge class divide the conflict that comes out of that situation can be written and like explored really well but often is not my problem isn't so much that that conflict is coming back because i honestly think it makes for really interesting conflict and also because social gaps haven't gone anywhere if anything they have mm-hmm. increased mm-hmm. So inevitably the audience wants stories like that to be told. They want to both a see the Cinderella story happening, but they also want the Chebol heir like the prince to come and live with Cinderella in her like poor girl cottage and like live that normal person <laughs> life, like show that he's able to be human that way. Like you want all aspects of those fantasy to play out. it all comes down to as you said execution if it's badly executed mm. then people get super tired of the this formula being used over and over again which is what i suspect happened by the time it was 2017 2018 um so we stopped seeing that um those that that huge class divide instead we would see smaller class divide like you would have an upper class girl falling in love with the rich guy and the rich guy wouldn't even be flaunting his background much they would be going to school together it's kind of like that <laughs> so um like our beloved summer for instance or uh what is that drama i watched a couple of months back um never mind anyway so you mean a middle class girl falling in love with a rich guy sure yes upper middle class is honestly working class where your parents can afford to send you to college um that's upper middle class in most countries Yeah so my point is that class divide wasn't that big like the girl it's not like the girl enters the guy's mansion and is floored and is like her jaws hanging open because it's such mm-hmm. a huge place it's it's fine she isn't like dying to be in that palace Yeah we've had dramas in the past where the woman is literally homeless and the guy yeah. lives in like a castle right like these are <laughs> <laughs> right now I can only think of a very recent one which is um the lady and the gent- the young lady and the gentleman. No, I'm talking about like older dramas. I I haven't watched that, but like there are definitely a lot of older dramas where the girl is homeless at some point and she has to either move in with the guy for her for housing. Full house. Full house. Yeah. Full house is like that. I think Cinderella and the Four Knights yeah. she lives with them. Um There is one whose name I cannot think of where she moves into the house with like three brothers and they all fall in love with her <laughs> because she need she's their maid. Oh, there was that whole thing where like she's the housekeeper and she like lives in the house and then like Isn't obviously that like her- and the four nights. 
this isn't just Cinderella and the Four Knights. There's also another one that I'm thinking of that I cannot remember now the name of. Um, okay. I can picture all the actors in my mind, but I can't. <laughs> but I mean, there were so many like this at, at mm-hmm. like 2010s. There were a lot. Think like of this. My Girl. My Girl was My that. Girl. Yes. Yeah. My Girl. Between like mid 2000s and mid 2010s, there were a ton. A ton. I agree. So basically, the girl didn't just have to be like a hardworking a person with like multiple part-time jobs. She also had to be homeless, in terrible debt, and probably running mm-hmm. away from mm-hmm. someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so the much point drama. is that 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 huge, like the girl being in the worst position possible, and the guy being just you know his like the only problem in his life is twenty years ago his mom had left him. So it's. You know, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like Dramaland was trying to solve uh, how huge a gap this was and trying to empower the girls somewhat. Hmm. So now if you come back to this drama, King the Land, um, Yuna's character isn't really in that desperate a strait. She's got all of the... Um, traits sort of she uh, couldn't go to like a a prestigious college she went to like a two-year college which everybody looks down at her for and all of that Um, and you know she's an orphan girl her grandmom runs uh, this sort of soup restaurant that's you know in the rural areas and she is a self-made woman so to speak she got the job at king the land through an interview that infuriated me so much um, even though, okay, uh, let me explain, S- set this up. So this is practically the opening scene. And uh, it, the, you see a series of interviews happening. Um, the hotel is looking for part-time staff. And people are getting rejected for the most idiotic reasons. The very first candidate who gets reje- rejected is because she's gained weight. I'll just let that mm. hang in there for a second. That's, that's the opening scene. <laughs> And then she has, she comes in, and the thing is, she has no expectation of getting this job because you have to have finished like a, a certain kind of college that she hasn't. She just came in because she wanted to, she wants to work in this hotel, but she knows she doesn't have the qualifications. So she was just like, whatever, I'll just try. And um, she impresses the interviewers because A, she has a lovely smile, and B, the interviewers, because they didn't really want to interview her kept asking her to do very stupid things, and she humored them without question. That's it. Those were her two traits. She humored unreasonable requests, and she has a lovely smile. So she gets hired. Yikes. Wow. It's kind of dark, that. Yeah. (laughs) Anissa's shaking her head for the listeners (laughs) and pursing her lips. So because I have, I, I, I have, I have like, I don't know, the ability to watch the same scene from wildly different perspectives. I can also see the other perspective where she, an underqualified candidate, is given a chance because she is such a perfect fit for this job. And she willingly exhibits that by going above and beyond, which is a very, you know, a corporate motivational way of looking at it. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and the person who hires her, who chooses her, is the uh, male lead's older half-sister who's bullied him all uh, his life. However, she is the one who spent decades of her life taking care of the hotel. But then when her half-brother comes back, her father casually says, I can leave uh, the hotel and all of the entire corporation to either of you or none of you. I haven't made up my mind. I can just <laughs> oust the sister and give the entire thing to the brother who's never had a day in the job. 
you know, if I feel like it. So it basically, yeah, basically makes her feel like her half-brother can come and oust her at any moment. So she hates him, even though he constantly tells her, I'm not a threat to you. I don't want to battle you. She's like, <laughs> and you can't blame her because of her dad. Mm. I mean, you can blame her. She's not a good human being, but you can kind of see where it comes from. Okay, so anyway, that's that's kind of <laughs> what um, the whole thing is. But I find it interesting enough. The actors are really good. Most importantly, the romance. <laughs> like, it's just... The, but sometimes the chemistry is so good, you, you your brain kind of short circuits and you're not really thinking through <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> However, there are a few things that I wish the drama would address a little better. The fact that Guan, um, as in uh, Junho, uh, keeps crossing the line. So... Um, by that, I mean he keeps ignoring their difference in station within the hotel. So, for instance, like he will sit in the lounge and stare at her and just come interrupt her job and start talking to her, even though the audience and um, Yura's character, whose name is Sarang, by the way, Sarang knows that this is giving her the kind of attention that her colleagues will resent. And she has been victimized because of it. Anytime she's gotten special attention, it's made her day worse. But uh, Guwon keeps ignoring that because his way of um, wooing her is to give her all the attention, even though they are at a workplace, but he doesn't care. He's Anyways. like, I'm the crown prince. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. The, crown the, prince attitude. The way they balance this out, the reason you don't absolutely hate his character is because when she points out, listen, it doesn't work this way, this is how you're impacting my life. He does take a step back and he's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But I don't know. I wish the drama would do a little more in terms of directly um, confronting his behavior. And hey, it's six episodes in. There is a lot to go. Uh, there are 10 episodes to go. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I, I think that inherently, you know, you said that execution really matters. And I think with good execution, I think there's two things you need to to really enjoy a show like this is like good execution and good chemistry between the leads. And then you're able to forgive a lot of things. But I think even when it's done really well and it's really enjoyable, there's a certain like reinforcing of particular power dynamics that a drama like this can never really escape because the the woman you know, ascending in status to the man's status is part of the fantasy and it's part of the enjoyment of of her journey, right? Like that's mm -hmm. part of what we're watching the show for. And so like it's never going to completely be able to separate itself from like glamorizing wealth and power in a way, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is always going to leave me with a little bit of a bad taste. But I think like yeah. if it's done well, then you can enjoy it anyway. And just be like, yeah, it's a problematic fave, you know, <laughs> which we have lots of those. So you, you I just wanted to make that, that one point. Yeah. Uh, you know, something that's interesting about this drama right now, which I am 100% sure will change in future episodes because they're already hinting at it, is that Guan really has no interest in power in that company. He has no plans of staying on there as a manager. He just wants to find his mom. That's like his only reason he's in this company is no. And he has an assistant slash best friend, as all chibos do, um, <laughs> who is 
really vying to get him to be power hungry. He's like, but I just want to enthrone you. I want you to have the whole corporation. I'll do anything to help you get. And he's like, but I don't want to. I'm just in love with this girl and I want to like, you know, follow her around all day. Can you just like not force me to work? I um, wonder if that's the episode 8 slash episode 12 crisis <laughs> where for moral and ethical reasons he will have to sacrifice himself at the corporate altar and take it's, over. It's already to happening. Save. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's no universe in which he's not going to take over the company. That's just not... Right. That's exactly the problem. The good yeah, guys win, right? Now, right? It, he is so interesting right now because he has zero mm-hmm. interest in taking over the country. Uh, country. Yeah, might <laughs> same as well. Thing, it's same the same thing. thing. Honestly, this yeah. is just a saga in modern clothes. <laughs> exactly. Um, the company. But the fact is that they're already doing that. And and here, here, here is how you know the drama is moving in that direction. Because there was an incident where he has to send his team of like concierge people, uh, I don't know what these people are called, um, who work in his lounge, which is directly under his control. Minions? Um, Eunuchs? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where Sarang is one of them. Anyway, so she, they have to be sent off to like, um, you know, people like primary sources of produce that comes in uh, for the food and stuff like that. So Sarang has to go to the mountains to meet this farmer guy and stuff. And she gets stuck there during like a rainstorm and um, somehow manages to fall off a cliff and is just stuck there. (laughs) And um, so (laughs) it just it makes no sense how it happens or just somehow. Okay, now you also... I wish you could just watch that scene and explain to me how how that happened. Anyway, um, so Gu Won, uh, who's who can't reach her because of course he's like constantly trying to call her, is like she's in danger. I must go to save her. And so how are you going to go there? Uh, you know, because rainstorm's starting. His idea is to get the company helicopter. So he barges <laughs> in on his sister's meeting. So she tells him, no, one employee's life is not that valuable. We, you know how expensive it is to run the helicopter, even for a single ride. And he's like, how can you ever, I don't know, make great profit if you can't even value a single person's life? I forget. Anyway, he has some line on those themes. He's only interested in this one employee. He's also sent off a bunch of other people. He has no interest in any of their lives. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he steals the helicopter and <laughs> goes to rescue her with no plans. Like, he has no backup. He just jumps down the same cliff. And then the two of them are sitting at the side of the cliff waiting for somebody else to fight. <laughs> Do you know what I love most right now is Anissa's expression? <laughs> I'm just like, nothing that I'm hearing from you is making me want to watch this drama anyway. I'm telling you, if it was not for Juno and Yuna being the most adorable together in every scene they are together, there is no this reason is, to watch this drama. This is like the kind of role that Kim Young gwang also just can make you not hate. Like mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of actor, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like you're ridiculous, you... You're just ridiculous in every possible way. And yet somehow you have me rooting for you. I hate you. But also you're really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Really funny. Wears the suit really well. (laughs) Extremely charismatic in your obnoxiousness. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yep. I I have two points which kind of uh, move. Like they connect this drama to the next one we are going to talk about. That I'm going to quickly mention. A, King the Land actually does a ridiculously good job of showing... (laughs) 
of showing classism at work in the workplace like problems of hierarchy uh, because of class because of money because of actual seniority all kinds of hierarchy it actually does a really good job of showing those problems but the issue lies in how the drama thinks the solution will happen the solution will happen a if you are the most hard working person mm. and always go above and beyond you will eventually be recognized by the company and rewarded for it and b the rightful heir will come and save you all <laughs> because the problem isn't the corporation the problem is who's running the corporation of course so yeah it's okay. the same <laughs> issue that i have with dramas like sagaks that center around the monarchy because ultimately the monarchy is never questioned as the mm -hmm. rightful way of ruling the country it's just that the wrong person is sitting in the king's throne yeah and once we get the rightful who somehow is also you know the crown prince what a coincidence he also <laughs> you know the reluctant crown prince who doesn't really want power but he's the right one for the crown and once he's sitting on the throne everything will be solved and that's just like it ain't for me you know you say that, but like somehow for me, that set up in a saga, not I think in a modern one, but like certainly in a historical royal context, I can take it. But if you put it into like a modern chibol context, I, I can't not mm. see that. Like that will always be there as that sort of yeah, I can bitter, that. not even an aftertaste. It's like the bitter pill that is in the center of everything. Every bite that you take, you taste yeah. the bitterness. Yeah. But I think partly that's because the Sagak is in some ways a fantasy. Like mm. there's a certain premise. The modern drama is also 100% a fantasy. It is, but because of the trappings, because it resembles like a life that you recognize yeah. in yeah. a world that you know, it's it, it doesn't carry the same distance and removedness that, it, that you have in a Sagak. Also, because who else is going to take the reins of the country other than, you know, royalty, like other princes yeah. in the family. So the pool of people who can come to power is reduced mm. to those. And amongst them, if the crown prince happens to be the best option, you kind of can't fault <laughs> yeah. the logic of the drama if it's actually a Sagyuk set back yeah, in those Yeah, I mean, days. ultimately, like... There was a royal, there was a monarchy back then. What are you going to do? You know, that was and the also, only And also, you know, like the option. crown prince, if he is deposed, will likely lose his life. It was literal life and death, not fake life and death like it is with Chebolezd. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a very good point. Okay, should we should we move to the next one? Yes. 반점씨 혹시 우리 어디서 본적 있나요? 네. 혹시 전생을 믿으세요? 넌 전생을 믿어? 난 믿어. 왜냐하면 난 전생을 기억하거든. So next is another drama set in a hotel, which is oh, uh, really? involves a romance between the boss and the employee. <laughs> <laughs> See you in my 19th life. So I have only watched two episodes of this, but I'll just like give a quick setup of the premise if you haven't seen it. Basically, you have um, Shin Hye-sun who plays the current incarnation of this person who is now on her 19th life so in the, the way that things work in this drama is everyone gets reincarnated but she she remembers her past lives for some reason we don't know why or at least you don't find out why in the beginning and so like you see her you know in in this 19th life growing up and you see kind of flashes of her previous lives and so in this life basically her motivation is to find the boy that she loved and kind of um, had decided to take care of basically in her previous life, which 
where she died really young. And so he's actually still alive or she thinks that he might be still alive. Um, spoiler alert. He's still alive. He's played by An Bohyun. <laughs> <laughs> she basically makes all of her goals in this life around finding a way to get close to him where he is um, and getting to him and basically like making sure he's OK because he has like a pretty sad backstory, I guess. Um, and she feels responsible for him because of their history together. So once they're like grown ups, he's running a hotel. She decides to apply for a job at the hotel. She gets the job through like also a very ridiculous job interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they're in each other's orbit and you can see that this is going to be great. Can I give some of my thoughts or do you want yeah. to give your thoughts first? So I think what I love most about this is like, I love the premise. It's just a very different premise that I haven't seen before. I know this is based on a webtoon. I haven't seen the webtoon. I mean, I didn't read the webtoon. Let me not talk about how it was adapted because I don't know what the original was, but I think it's really beautifully done in the sense that you really get the sense of like a person who has lived many lives and Shin Hae-sun does this really well, but even like her like child actor self is so good like she's a, like a nine-year-old but you but she's like an she you know she's like walking around like she goes to find you know her niece from another life when she was the uncle and like it's the most precious thing ever because you have this like little little person who's like got the you know the knowledge of like many lifetimes of living and the way they do the flashbacks from her previous lives is like really well done obviously put a lot of effort into it you know they put the budget in. It's really, it's very funny. Also, like hmm. they play with it humorously as well. Shin Hae-sun knocking out of the park with her acting. Like I noticed in a couple of the scenes that like she walks in a similar way to the child actor so that you're able to connect her with that kid and feel like it's the same person, you know, like she keeps some of the mannerisms. I mean, Shin Hae-sun is our queen. What what, yeah. what can I say? Even this yeah. anti-monarchist has to name her as the queen. <laughs> um, and I love them together. And I think they're like going to be really cute. And I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to watch more episodes because life has been really busy. But I'm excited to catch up. You're watching this too, right, Borma? Um, I'm watching it. And uh, I've watched seven episodes. Uh, it's it's kind of going at the same uh, pace. And both are Weekend Ramas, King the Land and 19th Life. So it's been, it just, <laughs> they finish airing <laughs> and I start watching all of them. So most of my Monday goes <laughs> on like catching up with four episodes. Nice. That's um, why you work on the weekends. <laughs> I see. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Do the work and then reward yourself instead yeah. of procrastinating and not doing any work and watching dramas. Yeah. I'm proud of you. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's I, I plan ahead. <laughs> I have read the webtoon, and I, when I heard that they were, um, you know, making this into a drama, I was so excited because the webtoon is written almost like a drama. Like you could visualize dr dramatic scenes on screen as you were reading um, the webtoon. So it's, I mean, it's actually not surprising because um, a lot of webtoons these days are written with sort of drama scenes in mind. Like the story, the narration is done almost as if it can easily be adapted into a drama. So many webtoons are easily adapted into a drama. I was pretty sure that unless they were actively trying to ruin the story, they would do a good job. But they have actually uh, exceeded my expectations. They, they have done such a 
great job of adapting the story because it doesn't feel like I am uh, just watching the webtoon that I had read. It's faithful to the story, but it's not exactly the same. They have enhanced parts of it that I hadn't known needed more exploring. For instance, all of the uh, you know glimpses of her past life that you see in the drama, there hardly was any of that in the webtoon. Because once it had been established that she had lived that many lives and you saw a few panels of flashback, the story mostly focused on her current life, where she's this 24-year-old Banjium, um, and her immediately previous life, her 18th life, where she was this 12-year-old uh, girl called Juan. And that's it. The drama pretty much forgot about all <laughs> of the 17 lives she had lived before that, uh, for majority. Like, it does come back towards the end, but for majority of the story. And that, I think, would have been a disservice to this character, because she draws from her previous life so often. Her knowledge of different cuisines, um, different languages, um, just the confidence with which she carries herself, you just don't get that from one lifetime where you are a 12-year-old. The reason this whole Chebol employee romance thing, as well as the fact that in story, Shinhei-san's character is supposed to be considerably younger than Anboyan's. I think easily 10 years younger. And the reason it, this power differential here isn't as annoying is because of the, I don't know, a thousand years <laughs> of, of just lived experience in her. She has been a man, she's been a woman, she's been a mother, a father, a child. She's gone through many wars and mm. famines. She's been like taken away from her mother. She has lost her child. She's, it's just like you, the amount of experience in this body. And most of what I said right now, was only fleshed out in the drama because, like I said, the webtoon really just give us brief glimpses, enough for it to whet our appetite but not really go into it. And I love the webtoon. I, I genuinely do. I just think the drama did such a great job of building on top of it. And man, Shinhei-san was such great casting. Like I said, I mean, there is no one else that you could give this character to who would make her feel... Like a 24-year-old, but also someone who's just, who has the confidence of, I don't know, a hundred-year-old. It's just, you know, it's, she yeah. is everything. And when she puzzles everybody else, because she talks about, yeah, this is something I used to do I, when I lived here. And then she has, like, in her resume, there is no mention of her having ever lived in any other country. Or she just randomly references a past experience and they're like, there is no way a 24-year-old has this experience. But, like, they can't really say anything because she says it with so much confidence. It's everything. And also, the fact that she is the romantic um, pursuant, I don't know how to... Like, she's the one who is pursues she's the pursuer. romantically. Yeah, she's the yeah. pursuer, yeah. And it's not like initially like, he is like he is wary of her because she is very forward with her intentions. I wouldn't say and she she's is. very weird. Also, she's super. She's weird very weird. She's extremely weird. I love it, but she's so weird. And so like it's nice to see that he's actually suspicious because you would be suspicious, right? And, yeah. and the thing is, he is like you are way too straightforward. A B he. <laughs> She slips up and calls him Soha at sometimes, uh, which is his name. 
and there is no way somebody who's 10 years younger and his employee would call him by his name. And like he, she does it just out of his hearing. Oh, the other thing that I loved about this drama, he has a hearing disability from mm. uh, an accident in his childhood. And in the webtoon, it just, it's, it's more psychosomatic, like it's physical, but like it's not like he completely can't hear. It's only, he just has to pay attention when you're speaking and that's fine. But you know, he doesn't actively use any hearing aid. But in the drama, he does. To mm. the point where in, uh, during a dinner conversation uh, with his horrible family, he realizes that it's going to just be awful and he hates being there. So he just takes out his hearing aid um, at one point. He doesn't want to... It's just like those dramatic moments are made so much better because of that earpiece and yeah. also because... It's a proper disability that the drama's allowing the hero to have. It's just, we don't have enough of that. I agree. And I also like that it doesn't only show up in dramatic moments. There's also just mm. like conversations. Like there's one conversation that's like really tense that he's having with his dad. And his dad is like telling him something. He's like, wait, do you have your hearing aid on? He's like, yeah, yeah, let me put it in. And then they just like go back to having their really tense. And you're like, yeah, like this is normal. It's just like, it doesn't always have to be this like tragic, dramatic, like, it's just, it becomes part of your life. And I like that they show it as a daily part of his life that he just, like, it's not stigmatized. It's just part of his life, you know? And maybe he faces, um, I haven't seen much of it, so maybe he faces discrimination because of that. But there's also, like, the discrimination piece is not the only piece, right, of having a disability. Part of it is just making allowances for your for it in your daily life and that your daily life looks a little different than other people's. So I like that they included that. Agreed. He also has uh, trauma that uh, doesn't really allow him to drive a car. So he's dependent on his bestie slash assistant, as she was always have, <laughs> uh, to drive him around. It's like there are layers to his trauma. It's not just something that is like it only comes out during romantic interactions. Hmm. It's an actual part of his life, which is just good writing. There is this other thing that I absolutely love is the second lead. The, okay, so if you guys watched Business Proposal and enjoyed the second leads, at least until episode seven, um, you're going to love these two. And I knew it. I knew when I was reading the webtoon that if they ever make this drama, this second lead pair is just going to be insanely uh, popular. The second female lead is played by Ha Yun Kyung, which is Spring Sunshine from Extraordinary Attorney Wu. And she is ah. the sweetest, <laughs> guys. She is so sweet. She, I, 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 is it okay if I spoil who she is? Should I? No? no? Um, okay. I, I mean, you find out who she is in like episode two, but. Uh... Sh should I say it? Or should I? <laughs> It's actually very obvious. You can kind of tell from the very uh, first episode who she is. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off. You say it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, this is uh, Banjium's sister from her previous life. Yeah. Okay, put it back. Put it back on. <laughs> okay. Okay, I have said who she is and I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so uh, she and the female lead become really good friends and it's a really supportive you know, relationship. And of course, she is in love with um, the bestie slash assistant of uh, Moon Seha, uh, which is the male lead. No, but so I thought she was in love with the male lead. That's the impression I got in episode one and two. See, I asked you if I should spoil this or not. No, he is much older than her. She just 
has a she shares a trauma with him because of you know what. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that actually really hated that. So I'm glad you told me that because I was like, really, do we have to do this? Okay. Okay. I'm glad so, that you so, told me that. You know the That's good the to know. one thing the one thing that uh, mildly it didn't annoy me. I was kind of expecting it because the female lead being like the. Uh, the second female lead being the female lead's rival is so set in drama land. I was expecting that to be played out um, in that way for a little bit. In the webtoon, they don't even bother with that. By like the second conversation, because the female lead kind of, she doesn't suspect, she needs to know early on if there is anything going on. So she just asks the girl and then finds out there's not. Okay. So it's, it's <laughs> done so quickly. It's out of the way. It's so fast. Okay, that's good to know. Because I was not looking, especially given that history and that relationship, I was like, no. I don't but want my that. point is that she was such good casting for Chowan. There are some really great emotional scenes between her and um, Shinhee-san. And I, I never thought I would say this, but she was better in those scenes than even Shinhee-san. She was the one who had the more emotional uh, part, so it kind of makes sense. Because Shinhee-san in a lot of those... So okay, I think this is one of the drawbacks of this drama. Um, even though this might not strike a lot of people as a drawback, it does to me. Shinhee-san is a very expressive actor, right? But because she is embodying this character who's lived um, some 19 lives, uh, 18 lives, she's living on 19th, she has to be a little bit mystical. She has to be a little bit... Um, Esoteric. She doesn't have mm. any extreme emotional reaction. There is only one that I can think of when she kind of saw her mother from her previous life. And it was a beautifully done moment. Um, but aside from that, she's not really allowed to really emotionally express herself. And I think that is a bit of um, a disappointment because you're watching Shinhe-san and she's amazing at those. But oh my God, this was such a great part for uh, ha Yun kyung um, Cho Won's part. I'm, I'm so glad she got this so soon after Extraordinary Attorney Woo. And um, I'm pretty sure she's going to end up with a female lead role like soon. I'm so happy that, she, I mean, now that I've like my misgivings about her <laughs> role I've been assuaged I'm so because when I saw her I was like yes I'm so excited to see you and like also excited that she has a larger role it seems like like she has a she does, decently she large role in this um I also just like aesthetically I love her like garden and her business I was just like can I live there like what like this is like perfect in the webtoon, she was she was like the daughter of a, another Chable family, um, where basically Banjiyum's okay. This is one of the funnier things about Nineteenth uh, Life. In her Eighteenth Life, Banjiyum was like, I finally was born in a wealthy family. This is like the nicest life I've had. My parents are lovely. Everyone around me is lovely. It just she had like a proper privileged life. She'd never had that before, and then she dies. <laughs> And so early, in her yeah, yeah. Life, <laughs> in her life, and mm. obviously in 19th life, when the memories come back to her, she's like, "Yeah, this makes sense." Now I've been again born in a hovel with two horrible parents. <laughs> it's just yeah, this makes sense. This is my. Of course, the other one got cut short. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is a drama that's funny and heartwarming. And even though this is kind of like a chipple employee romance, it kind of bucks convention and reverses a lot of uh, expectations simply because of the fantasy element. Mm. It just comes in and doesn't allow the terrible 
dynamics at play to actually play out that way. Yeah, no, I don't have any of those same reservations that I had about King the Land and its ilk about this show. And I'm really excited to watch more. You should watch it, Saya. I'm saying Kith and King, when shall I, which one should I start first? <laughs> Between Suddenly this and- I'm tempted. Between this and King the Land. I mean, are you, are you tempted by get, King the Land? Did, did I? Uh, oh, that no. and I went and I read the MDL descriptor, and it's like you know, forewarned is forearmed. That's that's <laughs> so, true. That's true. Yeah, and I was thinking of Hotel de Luna as well. You know, there's something interesting about the hotel setting, which right? is quite, you mm. know, I mean, yeah. it's almost a genre. I was sitting here trying to come up with a list of hotel dramas, and I came up dra- with it's absolutely a genre. Yeah, yeah. Hotel mm. de Luna, Nineteenth Life, King the Land, Hotel King, Hotelier. I'm sure there's like loads in between and outside of K dramas. Yeah, Secret as well. Hotel. <laughs> oh yeah, my very first recapping drama. I forgot about that one. It's you know like professions are interesting, mm. and K dramas do professions well. They do the workplace. Yeah. They do like an interesting job as a setting for like a rom com. They do yeah. that really well. Yeah, like airport dramas. Um, for example, you know where stars land, which the drama wasn't. It was disappointing for various reasons that we've talked about, but the airport stuff was so the interesting. The airport stuff was extremely interesting. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Saya, you recently watched Crash Course in Romance, right? You, you finished that pretty recently. I binged it in two days, yes. Yes. So now <laughs> all three of us have seen it. Um, so let's talk about it. You go first, since it's fresh in your mind. Okay, I'm just going to say it, and then we'll move on from there. Jung kyung is too handsome. Okay. (laughs) No arguments to hear from here. (laughs) Yeah, so this drama stars Jung Do-yeon, who plays a retired national athlete, now running a banchan shop, um, and raising... um, her niece as her daughter and that I don't know is that getting complicated that's too detailed because she adopted her pretty yeah, much she is yeah. have a mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so it all takes off when her daughter is like I want to attend a hug on for like maths with the star teacher and the star teacher is John Kyung Ho who much like um Kim Jook, that's his name, right? (laughs) In uh, Crazy Love Love. is like this genius. What I don't don't know. Is he? What's yes, he is, isn't he? Yeah, both of them are genius. A genius maths instructor. (laughs) Um, A genius maths instructor who is also like extremely popular and has fandom. Yeah, like a celebrity instructor and winning capitalism. (laughs) It's important. You can't just be a teacher. (laughs) You have got to be. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is all about, like, it's in the private education sector completely. So that's, like, a whole side yep. of the story as well. And they have a an unfortunate encounter which uh, during which neither of them, like, knows the ways in which they may or may not be connected. And it all comes out later, and that's part of the fun of how the story unfolds. But, yeah, this is... It's just a very endearing show. You've got, like... Uh Doyeon, who is playing, she's not like one of those beat up Arjumas who are trying to find 
uh, a new, you know, a second chance at life type of thing. She's actually, mm. she's pretty happy. She's good with her life choices. From when she took her niece slash daughter in, she made certain choices about her life and she's very at peace. And I really like that. Like it gives, it makes you less nervous about watching it, <laughs> mm. um, which I realized is is a thing for me. Like if I feel tension watching it, that makes me not go back to it. But also if it doesn't have tension, I might not start watching it. It's it's complicated. I can't mm. explain. Um, I feel you. Though. I, I feel you. <laughs> I think it needs to have conflict, but not tension. That's right. Maybe or what ang- you're saying. Or tension, but not angst. I think the ah. angst is the thing mm. that really yeah. like makes it difficult for me to hang on to a show. For me, yeah. it's the tension of like, is this drama gonna do something that I don't like <laughs> in like three episodes? <laughs> I'm okay with conflict, but I'm like, yeah. sometimes I start seeing these like red flags and I get this sense of dread and then mm. I'm like, oh no. And then I just stop watching it. Oh, you know, I love it when you have these male leads who are just like, they're too handsome and they're complete dorks. You're like, the they're handsomeness is cancelled out or equalized by their complete cluelessness at life or certain or their ability to sort of manage life I think and like John Kyung-ho he has that kind of miskeen like bajara kind of aspect to him which makes him not unbearable and not insufferable so you're like even when he's kind of extra you also feel very sorry for him a little sorry for him he's so um I really love his character. Like, I loved both of them because they're both just, like, really genuinely good people doing their Mm. best in life. Mm. And I love that. You're rooting for them both from the beginning. It it doesn't start with this, like, one of them horrendously wrongs the other one. And now we have to somehow root for them to get together, which is always, like, (laughs) very hard sell for me. Um, But with him, I love how they undercut his a lot of power a lot of privilege a lot of handsomeness a lot of money with this extreme vulnerability from almost Mm. like episode one or two where you see that yeah like on the outside he looks like he's living the most successful life possible um but he has all these wounds and he has all these like you know like health problems and like Mm. issues and and he's like barely hanging on to his life sort of like he's just like barely getting through it and so in a way, it, it was a lot more relatable than this, like, yeah. successful man with, like, a secret pain in his past. Yeah. Because it's more like, oh, like, this person is really struggling hard to get through yeah. every day. And, like, you know that's like, he's fed himself to capitalism, right? Yeah. And, and it's taking a toll on him. That's not a way to live. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. I really loved, um, without, like spoiling it or giving away the ending there was something there was like a very not quite a speech not quite a speech but like something he said to one of the characters towards the end and you'll know what I mean um if you've watched it where he says that seeing me live like that like not being able to sleep and not being able to eat um and all of those things you thought that that was what I wanted out of life rather than being you know with somebody mm. I love and who loves me and being like happy and at peace and content and able to eat and able to sleep and able to look forward to yeah. each day mm. like a normal human being. Like that, you uh, it was really like, I love well that. written. I love that so much. The drama Very just beautiful. completely overturns that idea of like, what is success? Mm. Yeah. He's like, that's not success, actually. That was hell. Mm. That was a living hell for yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. As I was watching this, I very 
sort of clicked into the Anissa and the murder rom-com scene. I was like, oh, this is a murder rom-com. Where did it come from? Why? But, but it was actually pretty well done. I was more invested in that storyline for quite a long time. Um, and also it made me think a lot about, you know, strong woman Do Bong Soon and... Mm. One of the reasons I really didn't like like two thirds of that drama was because they, those storylines were really disparate. Like it was just three different dramas mm. like somehow pasted together and it didn't work except for the romance part of it. There was definitely um, like a tonal whiplash between those different. <laughs> yeah. The reason I loved Crash was a romance so much is exactly because of how they redefined personal success. Because John Ryun's character, for instance, is quite successful. She has her mm. own uh, side dish shop. She is the owner. And she um, had nothing when she started out. She had to drop out of her uh, team because she had a tiny child to take care of her. And she had just lost her mother. And the her coach was not supportive when she needed to take time off to take care of the child. So she just left it. And she is a woman who's shown to make clear decisions when she thinks they're important and she follows through. And this is a consistent character trait that they have shown. So it's not surprising that with hard work over time, she's managed to basically create her own, you know, business. And, and she's embraced her life. She's basically. embraced her life and she has excelled in it. And she, not only does she have her own Banchan shop, it's in a really nice part of the town. It's very close to this huge star academy. It's, you know, uh, the moms uh, who take their kids to that academy come mm. to her shop to up buy their regular... customers, yeah. Upmarket customers, exactly. Mm. So it's, it's really nice to see, as you guys said, she's not a heroine in desperate circumstances. She is a woman who has her own business who's quite stable and has given her... Um, daughter a good upbringing and her daughter is she is more hesitant to ask her mom of certain things because she has seen the financial struggle but from her mom's perspective she just wants to give her daughter everything and she can like she will work harder if necessary to give her daughter that so it's just nice that at no point do they have to run to I don't know loan sharks <laughs> <laughs> and, like they don't have to like borrow money from anyone. Yeah. It is really, really solidly and lovely. So that's that's one success. And the other, on the other hand, you have the star math teacher played by Jung Kyung Ho, who is living in hell. Like you guys said, he can't eat. All he does, his entire life is consumed by his job. And even though he gives his all to that job, you see instances where he is either harassed. Nobody by likes Sasset, him. Fans, yeah, and also he's just generally <laughs> disliked by everybody in his company. Um, and he just has no life outside his work. And it's consumed him to a terrible point. And, and there is not much that he's getting in return. Like, he's getting, obviously, money. <laughs> that is mm. a lot in return. But, you know, in terms of social um, uh, nutrition and, and, like, health and just anything that makes him feel good, he gets absolutely nothing. At, some, at one point in the story, when he really would have, it would have helped if his company would have backed him up, they don't. Because at the end of the day, in a capitalist society, no matter how much you have poured yourself into a company, if the company thinks that you are an obstruction to You're, their profit yeah. making, they will get rid of you and find somebody else. You're replaceable. 
you are always replaceable and dispensable <laughs> so it's it's a very interesting perspective to see um chechiol the star teacher go through that versus jondoyon who has a stable business the only time she goes through a problem is when certain rumors are circulated about her but she stays steady she gets through that situation and then those people come back to her again because her food was that good that's fine but like my point is she has control of the means of production mm-hmm. that helps her be less replaceable i just really liked mm. i i don't know that this drama was trying to make that point but i loved the small business support versus the vulturism in a large business mm. that the story showed us through um mm. you know it, yeah absolutely and like her self sufficiency right? absolutely yeah. and i think like this show is so smart about the institutions that like kind of underpin our lives and are like kind of ever present in you know the the type of society we live in now in like a postmodern world like your work and for the children the school and then for the moms it's like both you know that is such a huge like structure that you are always kind of in and you're and it affects your life in so many ways and this drama really shows that you know like it's not like the dramas where you have a you know people who are you know like for example something like what's wrong with secretary kim where like they're in a company they don't really do that much work sometimes you see them working <laughs> but it's more like a backdrop you know but here you know like you see him like making his lesson plans staying yeah. up coming home exhausted putting his, you know like you you see him teaching and you see why he's such a good teacher like you can see him doing the work and you're like oh yeah this guy would be successful because he's an incredible teacher and he really cares about his students and then you also see the toll that takes on him and then you see also um with Jondoyeon like yes she owns her own business but also like you see the 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 precarity of owning your own business when you're not a huge company and like you know yeah. losing your you know losing your customers for a couple of weeks is really bad yeah. and somebody always has to be at the store and so like their family mm. you see them like doing that you know like someone has to be there if if something happens like she can't just like drop everything someone has to watch the store and like yeah. they do it in a humorous way too but like it's there right like that is And so I think that is really well done and then also like I think the school stuff I also thought they did a really good job. I mean obviously I don't know what it's like to go to school in Korea but like they they I feel like they addressed it in a realistic and um substantial way for the kids too. And I really liked the the life that we saw of the kids and their school life and you know how how the different kids who are kind of in different circumstances and have different levels of like ability to like take advantage of the private tutoring system how they kind of approach school and approach each other mm-hmm. like i thought all of that was really interesting then you have this whole other system of like these moms who have their <laughs> own private yeah. tutoring social media and they have so much control and then you see the whole like private school ecosystem or like the private tutoring like i think That stuff was really thoughtfully done and I was really impressed by it. These are the times where you think a lot about how, you know, you watch a drama and you're like that's just too extra that can't be real, but you're like no, this is probably like watered down real life. Like <laughs> you know, you know this is more just yeah. Wait, oh, oh, and we can add this to the genre of getting your kid into school with the help of a murderer. <laughs> <Genre> <laughs> of Sky Castle. 
It all connects. <laughs> the way it that that's connects. a genre, man. Yeah, I mean, this drama was kind of like it felt like part Sky Castle, part Strong Woman, Tobong Soon, part Crazy Love. Like those are the three ingredients in this drama. As I was thinking about it when I watched it, I thought that was quite like it was well done. It was balanced in a way that a lot of other dramas don't manage the balance as well. Before we get back to the ending, I just wanted to mention one other thing about the relationship between the leads. Um, I really mm. appreciated the reciprocity between them. So mm. he needs her because literally like he can't like eat <laughs> unless she makes him food. And she <laughs> needs him because the person that she loves the most, her daughter, needs his help because she's been like put into this bad situation with the tutoring and, you know, because of the unfair like mom machinations by the ones who are like jealous of the fact that she's smart. I mean, we don't need to go into all of that, but like they are both... They both need each other. And so like that initial friendship that they form is based on like reciprocity and like that equality between them never really goes away. Yes, they have that misunderstanding in the beginning, but it doesn't last that long. They're never really like at war with each other. Mm. And it's so it's so nice. It's just so it nice. Is. I love how, you know, and like I, I also really love how despite the obstacles of like him thinking that she's married um and her thinking that like she he would never be interested in someone like her given like you know her age and her position in life they always are like so vulnerable to each other in in like human ways and that never really goes away even when there's like some conflict or some you know whatever the 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 the, the angst that has to come in a romance like there is some of that but it just Oh, it's just such a lovely relationship. I just loved it so much. I just loved them. Yeah. I did too. Let's let's st start talking spoilers because I want to talk about like the <laughs> middle to the end portion. Yes. Okay. All right. So from now on, spoilers. Be warned yeah. if you haven't watched it. <laughs> um, to continue on from what you were saying, th the thing that I really like about the relationship is that they, we are actually shown an a adult relationship once they, you know, confess and start dating. And it's, it's, it's lovely. It's really sweet to see them together, spend time together. And at one point when she is suspicious of his assistant, like he does not have a good niyat. What's a good English word Intention. for that? Intentions. Yeah. He's, um, you know, she can tell that there's something off. And, but like you have Chiol trusting him so much because he's depended on his assistant for so many years um, that he's hesitant to just immediately... You know, and I but understand. Like he Honestly, trusts it him. Was, he trusts him, but he's not—he's not dismissing her concerns. But he doesn't understand where it's coming from, so he doesn't want her to feel bad. But he also doesn't immediately want to distrust his assistant. That was and such I a like good that. fight. That was great. And also, she understands the difficulty that he would have in being able to believe her and and see what she sees because of their relationship, which is also such a mature way to to go about that agreed exactly yeah. and uh, th that that fight was particularly nice because she takes a stand for like this happens over time it's not just one conversation she brings up a situation and because she's also hesitant she doesn't exactly know if her instincts are right if she's seeing the right things maybe she's misunderstanding the guy so there are several instances that happen until at one point, something happens, he says something, and she's like, that's it. I can't allow this in my life. So she tells 
she all that. That listen, I understand where you're coming from, but I can't. This is my line. So take some time apart and like think about it. But like, I like that she drew a line, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like in a fuss. Nobody was screaming. There were no ultimatums thrown around. It just she has a boundary. She's telling him that this is what I have seen and this is what I feel. Now it's up to him what he does about that. Like he needs to process that too. Like it's it's so nice. Just the entire thing was so it nice. Was so done. real, right? Because you often yeah. have these, you know, one person has had a relationship with somebody for many years. And so they're so inside it that they're, they might be missing these signs. Whereas like mm. a third party can come in and see it really clearly but then again, like they're a third party and they're new. So then they're like, don't have the standing yeah. to really say anything. And they don't want to like be this new person who's interloping in this like long held friendship. You know, like that's a dynamic that exists when you have when you when you're in a couple sometimes when you, you know, have mm. a new relationship. And I loved mm. that they like I, I don't think I've seen that done this well. And I mean, it's not always like a murderer, but, you know, like it, it happens <laughs> where you might have like, you know, you might get, uh, you know, get married and your husband has like a really toxic best friend but he's like no this guy's my bro we've been together for 15 years like we went he got me through so much hard stuff and you're like dude this guy is not helping your life you know and 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 they can't necessarily see it and so for her to be like well I have the self-respect to not I don't need to be in this situation and it's like okay so are you I'm not telling you to break up with your friend but I'm not you know like she did it in a really mature way um, mm-hmm. she's such a boss, honestly. Like, she's, every, like she's just every the way that she handles life is just so aspirational. I, I just I loved her character so much. And also, my God, who had problems with her clothes? She wore the best clothes. Honestly, those those loose, um, uh, uh, w- w- what were they, khaki? I don't know what you guys call it. Like those loose pants with like those loose t-shirts. And like sometimes she would wear like a cami inside. I just loved it. The whole look was just casual Very comfy. i can i can fix a car today or i can you know just go yeah, out i mean she's a woman uh, who works walk in the park it's she's just, a woman who yeah. works she needs to wear clothes that she can work in but i like she brings her own personal style to it and she's cute like i don't understand why people were were bragging on her so much her best friend on the other hand terrible clothes and like what were those like the clip with the bow on it like what the heck was that oh i liked that as a character touch like it took me a while to notice that they were changing the that it was a character touch like she was always wearing the clip and it was always like a different Mm -hmm. color of the same clip but that's kind of what makes characters like that's a kind of thing like think of your friends in real life they just they'll have that one thing which you're just like this is inexplicable but it's your choice you know and like usually that person is me (laughs) i i did love that she was actively always looking for to like have a social life outside her work and that was part of her character like she was always you know finding a group to join she's she was also very self-aware about putting men first which i found very refreshing like also like this actress (laughs) lee bongron is also she just brings such a like amazing energy to everything she she has this like weird uni energy i don't know how else to describe (laughs) it she's just like that slightly oddball yeah oddball but like she has a secret life kind of yeah that that energy you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she knows things she might not tell yeah. you 
Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I really like that. I wasn't initially on board with her romance with uh, Hengson's younger brother, who's autistic, because um, he seemed to be... I was a bit confused by that portrayal. Yeah. yeah. Like, I they... wasn't sure yeah. what to feel about it or think about it. And then I decided not to feel or think about it because... Yeah, that's exactly where I Yeah. <laughs> I saw some positive um, discussions about it on Twitter and Tumblr um, mm. by uh, autistic folk. And so I just decided to like, shut up. And because it's, yeah. I don't know, honestly, how good of a portrayal this was. Yeah. So like some expressions of autism do leave you like unable to take care of yourself in certain ways. And that, you know, would then make the friend like creepy and like a like he would have been more infantile and he seemed a bit more infantile in some ways so I just didn't know what to make of that relationship but yeah as Burma said I was just like yeah I, I'm just going to put that on the side and not think about it mm, like yeah let let's if I'm going with their intention they're just saying oh, okay this guy has ASD um and so he's a bit unusual but he's like a functioning adult who is able to understand consent and all of those things in an independent and adult way. But that wasn't quite the portrayal that they showed of him the in the fact that the show. he needed interventions of a yeah. regular caretaker so much yeah. is kind of what made the... Because if you if we go back to uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu and yeah. the portrayal of the, the main yes. lead, yes, yeah. uh, her being in a relationship with... Um, uh, autistic person um, doesn't it, it doesn't feel jarring because she honestly doesn't need a regular caretaker she can yeah. completely independently take care of herself yeah um, whereas the child the uh, the kid who was who accused of murdering his brother that boy will always need his mm. mom his uh, a regular mm. caretaker yeah so yeah. it's Again, my perspective is not super informed about the situation. I know that there are lots of gradations and, and this is like a huge spectrum. So I I honestly don't know where he fell um, on this. Uh, yeah, because they were doing both. They were doing yeah. both. Yeah. And yeah. it was not... Yeah, it, yeah. I think we just have to put that down to like a characterization that wasn't well-researched. Like they tried to... Yeah, or at least they seems... tried to do too many things and maybe didn't answer... They did two opposite you know. things in the same character yeah, yeah. without necessarily understanding the difference. Yeah, they could have had an autistic character who didn't require his sister to run into uh, a cafe, oh, sorry, a police station because he had accidentally offended uh, a, a barista mm. because he only liked his coffee in a specific way, so he would yeah, only... because you can have a meltdown and not get arrested. Exactly. Like that can happen. They chose to show the situation where he was misunderstood because he couldn't explain that because he needed his coffee done in a specific way, mm. he would go only when that particular barista was there. So he was misunderstood. You know, so he needed his family to come and get him out of that situation. They showed us this and also the, his health issues, which I actually like. The fact that they showed that he had health issues that required his family to be very conversant with emergency procedures, that was great. Mm. But like you said, they were doing too many things with this character. Mm. So I think it comes down to, again, not enough autistic representation in media. Mm. So when they finally have a character, they try to do too much well, with just him. not enough knowledge of, of that how ASD expresses. And yeah. yeah, and people who have the knowledge and the experience 
yeah. to be involved yeah. in these productions. Yeah. That said, like, I would never, like, write off a show that's trying because you have to get through a lot of bad rep before you get to the good rep. So these are all, like, growing pains, I see. But I think I, that's fair. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that romance. That's mm, all I have yeah. to say. Can we talk about Shinji Her? Yes, let's talk about Shinji Her. <laughs> I don't have waiting. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever he turns up in a show, I'm like, either you're the most lovable dork, you are the puppy, or you are the puppy killer. So, like, <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like... He has a puppy killer pretending to yeah. be a lovable puppy. <laughs> you're right. Because, I mean, also because, like, if you come off, like, the crazy love hangover where it was the same placed character who was doing the things... Honestly, don't even have memory any memories of that particular plot line. But like the right hand man, the right hand man is the one who's like secretly like evil. Well, to be fair, he's not. He's not secretly evil. He was manipulated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also that, which was also annoying. <laughs> you know, Crazy Love is a is a drama that annoyed me in many ways that I didn't want to say at the time because Anissa really loved it, but. <sighs> I really love There were too. things about the drama that I just was like, I was not okay with. We, we were not in it for the murder plot. Okay? I know that is where your your mind always goes. It, no, 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 it wasn't. In that drama, Kim Joke, right? He is a terrible person for a long time. Mm, yeah. And he doesn't actually atone. And he doesn't actually, like, deserve the re- redemption that he got. Like, mm. the extent to which he was awful was not repaid. That was my sister's complaint, correctly. too. She was like, they didn't punish him enough. This, she right. was like, it wasn't enough for me. I was like, okay, that's fair. That's pretty <laughs> fair. It's a fair critique. I honestly was watching it with my critical brain turned completely off. So A very unusual happening, which is why I didn't want to like, <laughs> harsh your squeak. Right. For me, that doesn't, that doesn't happen It's like, often. let her love her drama. <laughs> Don't go ruining the one drama she, like, really loves. I wouldn't say that I really loved it. I just like had fun. That was a fun. You enjoyed it, and it was. I I remember you found it very healing and relaxing. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to go saying these unnecessary critical things about it. I'm gonna point out how the murder plot is not working out. (laughs) So this is also like the thing that got me about the the murder plot line in this show is that actually I was very interested in it. I think it was done. Like, intriguingly, I found the mystery mysterious. uh, And I did figure out, like, who it was. But, like, I don't think his, like, motivations for doing what he did was really well fleshed out or explained. Like, he did it. We gave him, like, a one-sentence backstory so that we can just explain away what he did. But actually, what we just wanted to do was put a murderer here. Mm. Doesn't matter Mm. why. He's a murderer. He's here. Uh, But then... But then they kind of wrapped up that story early like I think with an episode or two episodes to spare and it felt poorly paced because when they were done with it they were just done with it like it was so over gone and forgotten you're like well, why did we have that him. then it wrapped yeah, like, why was so that even abruptly there? and then it was like it didn't even happen yeah yeah no that's but then also true. it was like he, like okay he committed all of these murders and then he got to have like a hero's tragic death. And I didn't like that as a redemption. Like he didn't need a redemption. He needed to like to be called to account for the fact that he'd committed these crimes. And I felt that the ending that they gave him was not exactly hero, but maybe an anti-hero uh, tragic ending. 
you know, that was I meant think to milk I, your emotions. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I wasn't too. I do think that it ended really abruptly and that it was like no one remembered that it had happened like this huge traumatic thing. I was like, so you're not going to like go to therapy after this or like have <laughs> nightmares. Or, That's fine. Everyone's just going to be happy. OK, but like I think the reason that it worked for me was because I didn't see that as a redemption. I, I feel like what I saw that was like a a way it was like an additional and I think this is why the murder plot like in this drama I felt like it worked well with the rest of the show is because it was I saw it as more of a commentary on like the way that the system fails young people and you know the way that this private tutoring and like educational system has failed you know his older Shinji has older sister um and him and like because I, I feel like a lot of this was about kids and it wasn't only about kids trying to academically do well in school. It was also about kids being put into this like pressure cooker of expectation and being told like, this is the only thing that your life is going to be about. And that's the only thing that you're, you can really spend time on. And this is what your whole life. And, and then eventually like, who knows if you'll even be successful, even if you do all of the things that you're asked to do as a student, like giving up all of your time, studying until 11 PM every night, you know, being in this like hyper competitive pressure cooker, we are always trying to be number one. Like, I think that his end was like a tragedy of like a failure of people not being able to save him when he was young enough. And so like, would I pre preferred that he didn't die? Yes. But I think it was also like, um, not a redemption for him. It was more like a failure of the system or at least I think that's what they were trying to do and I thought it kind of worked I wasn't perfect I don't think it was I, perfect I think they were too fond of that that the visual poetry of his this is exactly sister, what I was going to say <laughs> yeah sister dying you know jumping and dying and mom getting pushed and dying that is that is and true then, actually course, Jumps. But also and like that that the the visual sort of yeah. um the vignette of his own ending. Mm. Like they it was the work was put into painting that particular vignette in as tragic a way as possible. And to me that felt manipulative because you hadn't given me reasons to really understand he didn't have enough interiority, I think is what I'm trying to say. That's true. That's mm. true. The one glimpse we got of his room didn't tell mm. us enough about all of him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. What that really gave you was more kind of like, oh, well, here's a, I don't know, creepy psychopath killer vibe rather than here's an abused, tortured kid. And then like, yeah. a bit more like they didn't give you yeah. enough. And it focused on painting that moment without giving you that sort of meta on, on exactly. Who he was. That's a really good point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because what that ending does is steals real justice or closure for everybody who died because of him. Because <laughs> he just that, the sussing okay. fan from the, the sussing girl from the beginning. Yeah, like. She just disappeared without a trace. She was never mentioned that, that again. Is, like, yeah. bodies turned up of other people. She just, like, she, she was disappeared and never mentioned again. Yeah, that was weird. Neither that was, was her body found. A, a dropped thread. Yeah. <laughs> just totally it's just bizarre. It. Yeah, I was a bit mad about that. Yeah. yeah. The touches in this drama that I really liked is um, kids lose a schoolmate um, yeah. one day, dies. And then the parents are uh, coming to the principal the next day and be like, yeah, open the school. So we can't have lessons. the kids. 
it's fine they go through hardship they their classmates die it's fine they can start studying again you don't want them to do badly in their tests because they took one day off for their mental health are you going to take responsibility for them not getting into a sky college this line that is often <sighs> so often used in drama lines are you going to take responsibility for what the heck does that even on the other hand i really love the kids like anisa said everything hey, with, like was the high great. school i love hey, her so sweet her relationship with her mom/aunt mm. was just so, it was so great the like on, she's a teenager she has conflicting feelings she knows that her mom left her with her aunt and on the on the one hand like a part of her the rebellious teenager part is like i don't want to be a burden on my aunt and on the other hand there is a part of her which is like she is my mom i can absolutely yeah. ask things of her and like throw tantrums and like all of those so it's just such a lovely like emotional mix. safety yeah. uh, it was it was I so good done without the sort of neat pairing of of her choosing like who to go out with like you could l- i would have been happier <sighs> with that left open yeah like let them live their lives they're like what 18 <laughs> leave them alone <laughs> i know you and also you don't have to make them choose already I- agreed i agreed i actually thought that that's what they were going for that they were going to leave it open but um of course they didn't but yeah. <laughs> I, i anyway it was great it was just like the, that whole I'm griping, setting but i did so enjoy good. it <laughs> it was cute come yeah. on the oh my god what was he a hockey player what was the the, the athlete oh who, I, he was so great i really liked I him i loved him so much uh, i was, was shipping him maybe that's why i'm i was salty. too but also he, like he oh had second lead written over he did yeah. like from the first scene it <laughs> but everything about that performance was just the most enjoyable like i just anytime i saw him on screen i was just like oh you're here i love you i also like the, i just wanted to give a shout out to the actress who played hayi um Her name is Rolian so she mm. was so good in this she was also so good in Our Blues Our Blues like yeah. I don't know where this girl came from I'm like she's one to watch she is so talented like the the and the difference between those two roles and like what she had to do in both of those roles like very impressive um and 2022 Our Blues was actually her acting debut what whoa and oh. she killed it And a very I'm not going to spoil what happens in our blues but it was not an easy role to play. It was very like demanding. So So hold on, I was just looking up this kid, the one who was playing the the kid Yiming-jae. second lead, Yiming-jae. Yeah. <laughs> And he has a a main lead <laughs> a drama already <laughs> lined up for this year. Fast nice. of the boys. <laughs> it's Oh Young Shim and it's coming out sometime later hmm. this year but Okay. He also has a lot more credits to his name, to be fair, than she does. Yeah. He's been doing dramas since 2016. Woman with a suitcase. Okay. He was <gasps> oh, in a suitcase. Drama. I I recap that. Yeah. It's a bit part. It so, was I mean, terrible. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. I continued watching it so that I could continue to read your recaps. So that was I'm so sorry. But I'm was, sorry. I didn't even read the recaps after was, I got bored in the first episode. <laughs> But he was in Mr. Queen, he was in Terrius Behind Me, he was in While You Were Sleeping, he was in wow. Taxi Driver, Sell Your Haunted House. A lot of these are like cameos and guest roles in like one episode. Um, Racket Boys, Love All Play. Wow. He was um, in Boss Love- Up, oh. Steal the Fate, The Golden Spoon, Cheer Up. Like he's done a lot of stuff. He's mm. been in everything. Yeah, so I, mean, I guess he's due for yeah, his lead role him, then. Give him a lead role, yeah. yeah. Especially like this was one of those um, perfect matches up 
matchups of a character and an actor that sometimes happen with like side character roles mm, kind of yeah. like um like what's his name in thingy <laughs> yeah like the 30 but 17 um oh uh um uh, uh on, on yes up on on yes yeah. like his role as the nephew in 30 but 17 was like such a perfect match for but him. also also we'll the other one Oh, oh, you know who shoot. I'm trying to say? Yes, of course Legion I know King. who you're saying. Oh, uh, what? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on, Hotel del Luna, second lead. Idohyan? Idohyan, Idohyan. Yes, Idohyan. Idohyan was also in still in uh, 30 but 17, but that, that wasn't that's the role what that. That's what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> He wasn't as memorable in that. Like no, I didn't, he, I didn't he, see the. It was a bit bad. Like he oh, Hwang actually. Yop. Come on, this is who I'm trying Hwang to remember. Yop. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Also, also, yeah, Hwang and Yap in True Beauty also had that yeah. like exactly yes. the perfect match between yeah. character and actor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. While we're talking about lead roles, I just want to take a moment to mourn that Shinjeha returning from military service has not ascended mm. to lead role status, which is really disappointing. Because he's got the talent. Uh, I don't know why he can't be a lead. He's so good. <sighs> I guess he's going to be a supporting actor forever then. No, it will, not forever. He has the face and the talent. It's just something about the roles he's been choosing. It tends to... I, I, I'm not sure. Then he went on to do Taxi Driver. Mm. Oh, I haven't actually seen... I haven't seen season two of that yet. But yeah, I mean, this is the, the point where you're like... I don't know if this is the availability of roles or if this is what he's choosing among what he's getting. Like, well, he has a main role in a drama called Evil Live that is to be announced. Ooh. He really needs to do a main lead in a rom-com before going off to these things. I don't know why. This <laughs> one is, seems like a thriller. Yeah, Maybe that's what he's interested course. in. He's got you the eyes. You can kind of see that. Yeah. 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 He's played a serial killer multiple times. Right. So, so. it's like it's like a, a toss up, right? Is it what they're interested in or is it what they're typecast as? And that's what people see them yeah. as. Sometimes yeah. it's usually like a combination of the two. But I want to see the Permaday version of him. Mm, right. Agu. Mm. Agu. Mm. Or, or even the while you were sleeping version of him. <laughs> it's just that I didn't watch, yeah. so I don't know. But I did what? love him in a Permaday. Okay, you need to watch while you're sleeping, though. Even if you hate Susie, she's still cool. She's good. She's not offensive in that drama. I like you her. You need to stop. You need to not give I up on these dramas Susie. just because. I don't hate oh, Susie. Oh, you do? No. Oh, I just, okay, then watch it. I just don't <laughs> find her interesting. Uh, well, the thing is, it's a Pakhera drama, right? And those are good. Mm. But did you enjoy it? I rewatched yeah. it really recently. Okay. And okay. I think... I had been doing it a disservice like the first time I watched it because it was too soon after like I hear your voice and everything after I hear your voice wasn't good enough. But I rewatched it last year and it was really good. And it's, it's like John Hee yeah. in one of his very mm. early roles. Okay. It's, okay. I'll, uh... it, it, and it's one to watch with the family. You'll enjoy that watching it with, mm. with everyone. Like it's got one of the best uh, intro episodes, like the first two episodes, just the... It's you gotta I won't spoil it. Just just watch it. And it's got okay. a really beautiful okay. OST as well. And the mm. mood. It's really All right. I'm convinced. Yeah. I will I will check it out at some point. Can you say that that you weren't being fair to this the first time we watched it, but we actually recorded some four different episodes. <laughs> you guys yeah, you guys did like did, first you know impressions, got... weekly recaps. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think, you know, I remember a show by how I felt about the ending. Mm, and when it yeah. ended, I was I the first time around, I remember being a bit dissatisfied. Then my sister watched it last year and she was obsessed with it. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, you know, see what it's all about. And it was so good. And I had so the good. same experience yeah. with Pinocchio. Like the first time I watched it, both of them came too soon after I hear your voice for me. You know what I think? And I was trying I, to I capture that. I also that. was feeling a little bit of like, you guys are going to hate me and kick me off the podcast, but I'm just going to say this. I think I was feeling a little bit of Yijung Sook fatigue at this point uh, as well. And like, yeah, I just didn't really want to see him in another drama. Yeah. Like, I was like, he was hey, having a drama a year at that point. Yeah, right? and like Pinocchio was yeah. good, but it wasn't that good. Or at least I didn't enjoy it that much at the time. If you rewatch it, um, maybe I think for the same reason, it, it kind of mm. there were things about Pinocchio that like really annoyed me. So then when this came out, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna just watch Live Up to Your Name instead. <laughs> okay. okay. Not but, a bad choice. But, you, but you, yeah. you guys have like convinced me that it's worth going back to. So eventually I, mean, I, I, I might. I would know. even watch it again while you were sleeping. Mm. I have I have rewatched it twice. And oh wow, okay. The the first time I agree with you, the ending was a little unsatisfactory, especially because the first like two thirds was packed. So the final arc felt like a little loosely structured and like not as impactful. But then the second time I watched it, I could not, I yeah. couldn't even remember why, why yeah. I was complaining yeah, exactly. about it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ending. why did I think this wasn't good? It's so good. <laughs> Everything fits so neatly. Okay, drama's gotten worse. So enjoying. <laughs> oh. and, may and maybe, like, maybe rather than getting worse, they've, like, compared to what you're watching now, maybe it feels fresh. Whereas maybe compared to what you were watching then, it didn't feel quite as fresh. Because, you know, like, K-drama go through trends, right? Of, like, what what kind of drama and so sometimes it's like oh i've seen like three or four of these types of shows whereas maybe now you, we haven't been I think watching you have those. a very good point you you make a very good point except for the fact that um i i rewatched it like six months after the original ending <laughs> schedule so maybe it's just yeah. good no for me for me it really was just trying to recapture how i felt with mm. i hear your voice and mm. I hear your voice feel such a singular way. drama. I don't think there's yeah. ever going to be anything again. Yeah. Like Agreed. But Agreed. that yeah. said, I, I feel like I hear your voice as like it transcends like ranking, whereas things like Pinocchio and While You Were Sleeping, like they shouldn't be compared because they were also really, really top tier dramas. Like I don't have any complaints. I mean, if I was, I have complaints in the way that I like picking things apart that I like. As in, I enjoy doing that, as we all do. But as a full package drama, those two are like, like exemplary. I agree. I, I At that point, I was like, Lee Jung Sook is just hitting it out of the park yeah. with and, his and drama choices. Like, yeah, what? And, and Park Hyeon is a master. And mm -hmm. I think that has gone underappreciated in recent years because she's been less active. But like, you know, as you said, like at that time, the fantasy drama was a trend. And we haven't had a good fantasy drama for a long time. Yeah. I want one and of those again. Murder fantasy at, the, at that point Mystery was done. fantasy. Mystery fantasy mm. at that point was done so well. Yeah. And I think the murder rom-com of today is trying to recapture what that trend did. But it can't because it's just not. Yeah, because there's no magic. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like, that you think too. this is the era of like, you know, um, you from another star. What's mm. the official title for that these days? 
you from another start is all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, no, it does have a different title, but I can't think of yeah, it right now. The one with Jun Ji Hyun and it's Kim like Soon my Yun something love, isn't it? Or like my love from the start. My love, yeah, my love from the, the start. Yeah, 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 that's the one. And it's like you know, if you even say the original title these days, nobody will know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So you have to be mm-hmm. very like specific. That era of like these slightly ethereal, slightly esoteric, kind of, but like. Mm. It trod the line between sci-fi and fantasy in a very uh, elegant way, which mm. we haven't seen recently. And I think, like, The King tried, um, but it sort of got hung up. Mm. There were the, you know, it had its issues that we've talked about. Before yeah. The King, and I do see that as a bit of a watershed, um, the sci-fi fantasy, romance fantasy, you know, thriller fantasy, all of the all of these stories seem to try and make intelligent plots so that the audience had to work to understand. You Mm. had to pay attention. The rules made sense to a large extent. Like a lot of people, when you think of time travel uh, dramas, the reason I still absolutely love um, Queen Inhuntsman is... So good. The plot is intelligent enough. The relationship mm. dynamics changing as he goes back and forth in time. All of this stuff not just makes sense, but it makes intelligent sense. Mm. Like her, and it creates suspense. It creates which suspense. is also like really it, it, the plot doesn't have to over-explain itself. It's almost inevitable. Like you can see what problem they are going to face if he is pulled back into history suddenly. And then he is, and you know what's coming. And it's just, it's smart because the audience anticipates it and the writing anticipates the audience anticipating it. It's intelligent is what I'm trying to say. And and I have not seen that intelligence in the plot structures. Asking the audience to do some work, which... Yeah. Yeah, but also We haven't had that for a while. Also, working with the audience to, you know, create a storytelling experience. I feel like the stories today, I wouldn't say they're dumber, but they are simplified to an absurd degree where it's not fun. Like, the murder rom-com wouldn't be such a big deal if it was interesting. It's never interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's that, like, uh, trying to appeal to a broader audience and then... Mm by the same token like then prioritizing style over substance yeah in some ways i think that's part of what's happening any final thoughts on (laughs) crash course and romance i think it was for me it was a satisfying good watch i enjoyed myself Mm. i did have to watch it at like 1.2 to 1.4 speed so Mm. it was a relaxing i I mean it it. was like a it was pretty mellow despite the murder i I think it was like a, a warm and kind of a hangout show honestly for yeah. me mm. just hanging out with it was a very relaxing show yeah mm. yeah yeah this, this was a show that i could have on in the background and and cook so that was nice because mm. i didn't have to be intensely focusing on the screen all the time but the scenes were simple enough that even if i missed a few lines of dialogue i could come back and the context would tell me what's going on i mm. never missed any scenes with the male lead <laughs> and the female lead <laughs> With everybody yeah. else, I was a bit like, okay, I can walk around, go chop, you exactly. know, potatoes for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I do have a Jung Kyungo request, though, which is, can you be a detective soon, please? <laughs> That's your request for everyone that you like. <laughs> he, That's not hey, a Jung Kyungo request. He was a prison guard. Go watch Prison Playbook. <laughs> oh, that's true. No, that one is, that's like one of those big dramas that I need like mental pe- preparation for. Mm. Because... 
it's such an institution of a drama. It has. It, 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 the ensemble cast, like, you will have to pay attention to every scene. Mm. You can't just, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk around. <laughs> it's, a, it's a drama that needs to be seriously watched. Capital S, capital W, for sure. That's one of the reasons I haven't seen it yet, too. Oh, you guys. Parma's like, you two are dysfunctional. Okay. I cannot. <laughs> I can see it on her face. It's okay. I, I, I feel like at the me. end of this year, we're going to record, you know, our long yaks. No, what do we call them? Year-end yaks. And I'm still going to be the one with like 40 dramas. <laughs> and you guys together will be like 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, we've been talking about the dramas I've watched like in the last seven months, basically. So... I mean, we've still got a couple that I haven't got through, but we'll get to those too. <laughs> okay. right. I actually think Next you're you're time. watching a lot more dramas already this year than you were watching last year. That's the same. Well, I mean, I'll tell you a secret. I checked in on Goodreads, and I and it was July, and I hadn't started a 2023 bookshelf because I have uh-huh. a bookshelf for every year, and I was like, "That's a record. You literally have not read a book this year, or you." read something and you didn't add it to the shelf but I don't remember because of that kind of discussion we had yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then I was like I'm ashamed read a book I read a book and then I suddenly had a lot of room in my head and okay the BTS mill is like it's ever rolling and I've reached a certain level of exhaustion with it like Jungkook's single is coming out in like a week and the promo is really <laughs> exhausting I'm just not interested it's in like everywhere. a lot of it <laughs> yeah and and then I was like okay time to watch a drama and I just hit a drama I can't even remember which one it was oh yeah it was Crash Course <laughs> I was like oh well this is nice I have room in my head again <laughs> so now and, you can come you know, and watch See You in My 19th Life with us I think I will I think Please I will I, it's, it's been nice to be like to have some some room in my head also i know you might not feel the same way that i do about an bohyun but come on an bohyun and shin Hyesun is such an epic pairing like oh it's so good both of them are can do so much yeah i mean shin Hyesun is enough to shin is already enough yes yes i probably shouldn't admit here that i haven't finished mr queen and i thought i would pick that one up next so I'm working through dramas that have been on the list. <laughs> I am like, proud of you. You are doing fighting. it. Yes. All right. Fighting. <laughs> okay. So join us on the next Long Yak we do. We, we will uh, do more dramas. And uh, maybe I will talk more, uh, not more, maybe I'll talk some about a uh, thousand-year-old vampire who went to sleep for a hundred years, woke up and had to take up a janitor's <laughs> job because the gold he had saved up got stolen. Oh, no. <laughs> and now he has to survive in the modern world. <laughs> oh, you know, I am... Featuring so... Taekyeon. Oh, P, you are... Your elevator pitches are hilarious. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm so against vampire dramas, but everything that Borma says about heartbeat yeah. just makes me want to watch it and I'm like so conflicted. <laughs> Also, tech. I love tech. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm loving him so much in this drama. This is so funny to me because, like, I remember the Anissa who did not love tech. <laughs> I, yes, I've had an evolution and he has I had know. an evolution and I'm so here for his evolution. Like, uh, Vincenzo yeah. completely, like, blew me away. I was like, but I love that he went from Vincenzo where he's, like, 
pure evil but also <laughs> so much fun to heartbeat like, i i swear this boy really loves humor like to to play funny characters yeah because He's do you guys remember vibe yeah the the school uh, sort of like ghost shaman drama that he did yeah um, with kim soo hyun who are you yeah. I, I didn't was. watch so, it. Yeah. No, 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 that one. That was the one um, with um, the other person. The, the come on, fight me. No, that's not the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bring it on Ghost. What's up, Ghost? Bring it on Ghost. Bring it on Ghost, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on ghost that one. Dude, Who are you was also was... about a ghost, though. It was also <laughs> about Who are you the first tech drama that I watched. Uh, and I didn't hate him. I actually really liked him. He played a detective. Guess what? He was bad for a while. And then he was fine for a while. Who are you was in his fine period. He was fine. And now he's like, good. Elevator. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. He is carrying this drama. I would like he he just is. It's I wouldn't say this is the we will talk about it in the next we'll time. Next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know, this is what's really fun about being in the drama lens space for like over a decade, is you could actually see these things and you can observe your self changing as well as like the talent changing and I think yeah. we're in that really interesting mm-hmm. phase where a lot of these sort of the people who are like stars in their 20s are aging into their 30s and 40s mm. and it's such an interesting moment like, I, I don't know if it's like a moment moment but like it feels mm-hmm. like a moment like all of these for us it's a moment right like as fans uh, yeah, who guess. have known who yeah. have been, like watching these people for like 10 to 15 years at this point yeah to be like yeah. oh my gosh like i remember you way back when and now yeah. look at you now like, like it's like yeah. when you see like jisung and and Young with their babies like, oh, and their babies, their babies are grown babies up are and you're like what oh my gosh where What's, did the time go? Yes. <laughs> and and we spent so many years just rewatching Cruel City for Jung Kyung Ho and to have Jung Kyung Ho come into Yeah, a I mean I watched it for the first time last year, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, nothing is gonna top that role for me for him. That, that role was seriously epic. I say the okay. drama was on fire, but he was like he was something else. Yeah. Okay, let's leave it there. So where can people find us? Where can people <laughs> oh, find right. us? Where can people find us? They can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. You can find me at Not Now Sire. You can find me on Twitter at Anisa Khalifa underscore. You can find me at The Drama Notes. And you can find us on Instagram and Threads, even though that's like not a public <laughs> account yet. Um at <laughs> Dramas <laughs> flowers underscore and you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com and you can find us on facebook dramas over flowers and our website where you can find things to read is dramasoverflowers.net and you can sign up to our newsletter over at dramasoverflowers.substack.com also the link is in the description Uh, and you can also leave us a voice note a link to which you will also find it yes yes (laughs) and also thank you for Leaving us notes on Spotify. We are reading and enjoying them so much. We wish we could respond to you, but Spotify doesn't allow us to do that yet. So we are publishing them for everyone else to read as well. Thank you so much. Also, guys, before we sign off today, uh, we don't usually ask for this, but if you have a moment, we would love it if you could leave us a review on your preferred um, podcast listening site. That really yes. helps. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it makes us happy. And it makes us really happy. <laughs> that is the most important. Every time we see a new review, I'm like screenshotting and sending it to these guys, and we're like 
dying inside. Yes. So if you want us to die inside. Yes. We're not dying inside, we're dying outside. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Because it's hot. Also. I I mean, I feel like with Boromir in the room, nobody can complain about heat, but um, that won't stop me. I'm English. (laughs) The person who lives in the least hot place. I know. Yeah. But also the least equipped to deal with any kind of temperature change beyond temperate. So, yeah. Nobody needs to feel sorry for me. <laughs> and they don't, I'm sure. All right, guys. But I will feel sorry for myself. Okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And come back next time, too, if we didn't scare you away. Yes. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.